Cerebral is an online mental health service that offers prescription medication, counseling, and therapy for anxiety, depression, ADHD, insomnia, and more. Cerebral is one of the few services that provides prescription medication online through a licensed provider and ships medication straight to your door. You can schedule sessions based on what's most convenient for you, and you don't have to wait weeks to be seen. And BuzzFeed Daily listeners can receive 65% off your first month of medication management and care counseling at Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed. Go to Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed for 65% off your first month. Join Cerebral today on their mission to make quality mental health care accessible and affordable for all. If dog people made dog food, it wouldn't be sold in a 50-pound bag in the hardware aisle by the shoe polish. It would actually be food. It would be made with real, fresh meat and veggies gently cooked to preserve their nutritional value. You know, like food. The Farmer's Dog was created by dog people who cook and deliver fresh, healthy food. Try the Farmer's Dog and get fresh, pre-portioned meals tailored to your dog's needs. Tell us about your dog, build your plan, and get 50% off at thefarmersdog.com slash listen. That's thefarmersdog.com slash listen. Mama, what does the chicken say? Uh, dog. Cat. Giraffe. Giraffe, really? Giraffe. Uh, giraffe. You're not going to get it all right. Just make sure you nail the big stuff, like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Get it right. Visit NHTSA.gov. Slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Tony Hawk is selling $500 skateboards infused with his blood. Lizzo and Niall Horan got flirty on Jimmy Kimmel Live. And on the heels of the new Spider-Man No Way Home trailer, BuzzFeed's Nora Dominic discusses what's in store for the Marvel multiverse. It's August 25th, 2021. Hey friends, I'm Casey Rackham. And I'm Shyla Watson. Welcome to BuzzFeed Daily. Okay, so Charlotte, do you remember when um, Olivia Rodrigo's Good For You came out and everyone was like, hold up, uh, this sounds like Paramore. Yes, very much. (laughs) Which I did not hate. I was like, yes, let's be inspired by the greats. But today, Jason Lipschitz of Billboard tweeted this. Got it confirmed that the writing credits of Good For You now acknowledge an interpolation of misery business, which means that for the first time, Haley Williams has a writing credit on a number one hit. I just I just don't understand how this is her first writing credit yeah, on Billboard. Like, I just don't. My mind, I can't. And I also don't know, you know, was this just like Olivia's team, like hearing the feedback and being like, yeah, we should do this. Or was it Paramore suing them? Because it's just like, that's a thing that happens. But either way, I think it's just really good publicity because we don't know. And there's no big deal about it. Right. And I'm just like, I'll listen to both songs. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. All right. So to kick things off, uh, pun intended, Tony Hawk has decided to sell a limited run of skateboards fused with his blood for $500 each. His blood, Shyla. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Okay. So if this sounds familiar, because it does, it's because earlier this year, Lil Nas X caught a lot of flack for his Satan shoes, which were an unofficial Nike collaboration featuring sneakers with soles filled with human blood. And, you know, not only did Nike immediately sue the company that Lil Nas X worked with to release the shoes, but there was a lot of backlash on social media. His fans were quick to point out that while Lil Nas X was labeled, quote, disrespectful, amongst other things, Tony Hawk has yet to receive the same criticism. And, you know, I think that's like, 
you know, along the whole human blood thing. And it's like, okay, well, Shyla, if we were to point one difference between the two, one man's white and the other isn't. Yes. Um, yeah. And also one man is gay and one man isn't. Um, and I feel like that plays a part in this as well. Uh, I mean, I guess my first thing is, why are we doing this at all? Um, I, I think I think blood should stay in everybody's bodies. Like we we have hospitals and things to ensure that that's the case. Um, it shouldn't be in skateboards or shoes. That's just my opinion. Um, but also, yes, this double standard is very real. Um, and I wonder if it has anything to do with like as well the industries. Like one is sports, one is music. I mean, but it, I mean, I I don't know. It's it's unfair that it's not. The hate isn't going around equally, I guess, but I'm really just hung up on the fact that anyone would want this in the first place. Yeah. You know what? I think that I wish it had stopped with Angelina Jolie at the Oscars. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And Billy Bob Thornton. Oh, my gosh. That's where it needed to end. (laughs) Okay, so moving on, Lizzo gave us a lesson in flirting on Jimmy Kimmel Live, which was being guest hosted by One Direction's Niall Horan. After bantering a bit about Lizzo's many awards and her fans, who call themselves the lesbians, Niall jokingly revealed the name of his own fans. Mine are now called the Horan Dogs. Oh, I like that. Yeah, and it depends what country you come from. It sounds a little bit different. <laughs> oh, in America, it's a horn dog, okay? <laughs> we speak the same language. I think you're giving me a one erection, baby. <laughs> Yes, I'm obsessed with this. So, like, okay, a couple of things. Um, First of all, they're just very cute. And everyone should watch that interview because that little clip did not nearly do it justice. Um, The whole thing was amazing from start to finish. Uh, Secondly, I love that she's, like, friends with more than just Harry Styles, I guess, like, the One Direction crew. Um, I think that that's fantastic. And it's like such unlikely friendship. Like they've known each other and they've chatted before and stuff like that. But it's just not a, like two people I would ever think would really know each other or right. like, you know, it's just it's so random to me. But I think that's what makes it so, so good. But, you know, after her song Rumors came out with Cardi B, there's that line about her and Drake. And now everyone is trying to figure out who she's actually talking about and like who the like basically it's rumors and like they're saying that she slept with someone and like the rumors are true and it's not Drake so everyone I mean I've had friends text me and be like who who is she talking about and I don't know is it Niall I I don't know I don't know know. (laughs) do I just want it to be Niall But I I do have to say, in general, Lizzo is amazing at flirting with very hot men on the internet. Like, this is not the first time she slid into anyone's DMs, like, you know, literally or figuratively. So I'm just proud of her always. I need her to teach a masterclass in flirting, please. All right, so moving on, the first trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home made its debut this week, and as you may have noticed, it temporarily broke the internet. The trailer finally confirmed that the film will be entering the multiverse. We tampered with the stability of space-time. The multiverse is a concept about which we know frighteningly little. problem is you trying to live two different lives. The longer you do it, the more dangerous it becomes. 
Now, after months of rumors, different than the Lizzo ones, the possibility for cameos from across Marvel movie history seem endless. Luckily, BuzzFeed's Nora Dominic is here to sort out the trailer's biggest reveals and what we still don't know. Hi, Nora. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. So, okay, you've had a couple of days to process now, and I need your immediate thoughts of the trailer. Go. I was on the floor freaking out. (laughs) (laughs) That is my immediate response. I literally was so like wrapped up in it. I wasn't answering texts and people were like, are you okay? And I was like, no, no, I'm fine. I'm just like processing everything that I just watched. So yeah, it was great. I love it. Okay. So something that I've been seeing a lot of people talk about, which like I also thought was really weird is that, you know, so in the trailer, you see Dr. Strange cast. Wait, Shyla, Shyla. Did you think it was really strange? Oh yeah. my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> no, <is>. Casey. <laughs> yeah. I veto. <laughs> okay, so um wow, lol. Okay, so I I really thought it was odd um for Doctor Strange to cast a spell like this for Peter in the first place like when Wong came in and was like don't do that. Um, yeah. I thought he would obviously agree as like the adult um, who, has seen, <laughs> who has seen his share of chaos. But not only does he cast the spell, but then he messes it up. And I feel like that is just not like his character at all. So do you think that there might be some red herring action going on there? Or just like, is this what we can expect? I'm always suspicious now, ever since at the end of the last Spider-Man, it was revealed that like Maria Hill and Nick Fury the entire time were scrolls and we weren't actually watching the real people. So (laughs) I definitely was looking at it a little wonky, especially because like, I mean, we haven't seen Strange since Endgame, but I can't imagine he had that complete 180 character personality flip like you're talking about. So yeah, I definitely think it's a, it could be a scroll. And also like in the comics, a lot of villains have actually impersonated Doctor Strange. It happens more often than you would like to admit, and he lets it happen all the time. So I feel like there definitely could be a red herring because I also was like, hmm, that's interesting. He's just completely going with what Peter wants to do, knowing that it could mess everything everything up. So yeah, I definitely think there could be a little villain action going on there. So, you know, for months, there have been rumors that No Way Home would be the MCU's first attempt to dip into alternate universes and timelines by bringing in characters from previous Spider-Man reboots. So we technically don't know when No Way Home takes place in the MCU's timeline, but is it before, during, or after WandaVision and Loki? I mean, what do you think? Are there any theories out there? So my theory that I'm running with um, that I kind of tweeted out into the ether and hope somebody would give me something like you're not crazy (laughs) um, is that the end of WandaVision when we see Wanda in the cabin and she hears Billy and Tommy, I think that that happens at the exact same time as Sylvie opening up the multiverse and Loki and then Doctor Strange and Peter having this spell go wrong. I like that. Yeah, so the reason Wanda can hear Billy and Tommy now is the multiverse has opened up because of Sylvie's actions in Loki and Peter and Strange's actions in No Way Home. So in my mind, they're kind of happening congruently. And so we'll see if that's true or not, but I'd like to think that's kind of what's happening. I am literally right now just imagining some wild Marvel multi-universe like retreat 
where all the writers and directors and creators need to sit and be like, okay, well, this is happening in my movie. What's happening in your movie? (laughs) Exactly. Okay, so the trailer only gives us like a glimpse at a few previous Spider-Man characters. Do you think that the rumors of others like Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield showing up are off base or is Marvel just like keeping these secrets under wraps? I I think Marvel's just keeping these secrets under wraps, to be quite honest. I can't imagine them not showing up. I think it would be wild. I think at this point, it'd be more wild if they don't show up. So I have a feeling it's just Marvel trying to throw us off the scent. And even in the trailer, when we see Doc Ock at... Alfred Molina is back as Doc Ock and he says, hello, Peter. Like, I definitely think he's not talking to Tom Holland, Peter Parker in that scene. Interesting. I think it's just a clever cut of the trailer because how would he know who our Peter is? Right. Okay. Yeah. Because, yeah, because Strange has done the spell in theory and everybody forgets that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. So how does this villain know that Peter Parker is Spider-Man in this other timeline? What you're Um, saying makes sense. I like it. God, I hope it happens. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we're not 100% sure who all is going to show up, but who do we know for sure is going to be coming back? Like, judging by the reaction, what does Marvel need to do to satisfy the Phantom? Who actually needs to be there? Yeah, so we know, based on the trailer, we know Alfred Molina is showing back up as Doc Ock, and Jamie Foxx is definitely showing up as Electro. He said it, it's been confirmed, that kind of thing. But kind of like what we said, I think in order to satisfy the fans, it's got to be Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield. We got a hint of Green Goblin in this. Um, so I think Willem Dafoe will probably make a appearance. And basically what's happening is all of these different Spider-Man villains are kind of being assembled. And it's a, it's something taken directly from the comics. They're called the, um, Sinister Six. And it's Vulture, Electro, Mysterio, Sandman, and Craven the Hunter. And we've seen Vulture and Mysterio in the other Tom Holland movies. Electro is played by Jamie Foxx. Sandman we saw in another Spider-Man movie. And then Craven the Hunter is in an upcoming movie and he's played by Aaron Taylor Johnson. So they're really kind of setting up all of this runway. And so I, in theory, I'm assuming they're going to be showing up. We'll get Toby and Andrew. There's also some rumors that Charlie Cox as Daredevil will be showing up. And God, I hope that one's true because that would be amazing as well. So wait, Nora, something I just thought about, but do you think that we'll get other MJs as well? I would love it. Um, <laughs> right. There- um, not to be like, I believe all the paparazzi photos I see, but like Kirsten Dunst was seen like in LA while they were shooting reshoots and like walking with some of the Daredevil cast. And it's like, hmm, why are they all together? That's bizarre. So I definitely think there is a very high possibility we also get, you know, the love interest showing up in this as well. Ugh, juicy. <laughs> so basically, I'm just going to be screaming throughout this movie yeah, the entire I will time. Be correct. On the floor of the movie theater, yes. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll be right back. We've got more with BuzzFeed's Nora Dominic after the break. It. We're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com/slash 2022. 
It's time to gear up for the NFL postseason. Yes, sir! Head over to NFLshop.com today for the largest assortment of officially licensed gear. I need it! NFL Shop is your destination for jerseys, T-shirts, headwear, and more. Oh, you're sweet with it! Come back after the game for the best selection of NFL gear anywhere. How you like that, baby? Rep your team pride with styles fit for the whole family. To shop now, go to NFLshop.com. The Gangster Chronicles podcast is a weekly conversation that revolves around the underworld. From criminals and entertainers to victims of crime and law enforcement, we cover all facets of the game. Gangster Chronicles podcast doesn't glorify or promote illicit activities. We just discuss the ramifications and repercussions of these activities. Because after all, if you play gangster games, you are ultimately rewarded with gangster prizes. Our Heart Radio is number one for podcasts, but don't take our word for it. Find the Gangster Chronicles podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back. We're talking with BuzzFeed's Nora Dominic, who's breaking down everything we know about the latest Spider-Man trailer. So dipping into a multiverse is a tall, rather complicated order. What's your opinion on DC's recent attempt at a multiverse? You know, can Marvel learn anything from past attempts at this type of storytelling? I mean, like, not to knock DC, but Marvel's been threading these stories for years and years. Like, even when you watch, like, Black Widow, like, they were threading storylines that we had seen eons ago. So I definitely think they have more of a... They've planned ahead, I think, and it'll all come to fruition, hopefully, in a great way when the multiverse opens. Um, but in terms of DC's multiverse, I think the movies are doing a great job, but I definitely think the TV shows have done a really great job at showing that multiverse with like Supergirl and Arrow and the Flash and all of that stuff. They basically had their version of the multiverses colliding uh, about a year ago now with their big crossover. Um, so I, yeah, I think Marvel has planned it all very well and they look so far ahead that I feel like their storytelling and all of the Easter eggs they've left us in the past will really kind of only enhance their multiverse storytelling. Now, it was just reported that the trailer racked up an all-time viewership record of 355.5 million global views in its first 24 hours, blowing away the previous record holder, Avengers Endgame. What do you think makes, like, for all this excitement for this particular Spider-Man movie, which is its eighth installment? I think it's a combination of we lost Tom Holland as Spider-Man and then we got him back when Sony was basically like, Marvel can't have this. So it's Tom. It could be Tom's last Spider-Man in the MCU. So there's that excitement around them. The cast itself, like Zendaya and Tom, they've only gotten bigger and more famous as the years have gone on. But also it's the excitement of seeing these Marvel characters that aren't in the MCU finally able to join the MCU and seeing fan favorites from the Tobey Maguire and the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man really being folded into this like big, vast MCU that everybody loves. So I think all of the hype and excitement and not wanting to be spoiled and you want to be the first to notice the Green Goblin in the Spider-Man trailer and all of that stuff, I think only compounded onto the fact that you know, it's this big, epic third Spider-Man movie. Okay, so the trailer getting this many views and, like, the hype that you're talking about, I mean, to me, in my mind, it's sort of, like, the Spider-Man version of Endgame, you know? It's just, Mm -hmm. like, so much happening in one big movie. That means that it's gotta be a monster hit when it releases in December, right? Like, there's no way that this flops. 
I I truly think there is no way that this flops. And in speaking of it only being released in theater, it not only is it only being released in theaters, it's being released around Christmas, which always movies always do well around that time. But I think I truly think this could be people's first movie back to the movie theater if you haven't yet, because I don't think anybody wants to miss it. And I think everybody's going to find a way to see it. And it'll only be, I can only assume it'll probably be one of the biggest box office hits in the COVID era of movie theater going. So what do you think the next logical step is after a Spider-Verse? Like where does Spider-Verse go from here? This is, it's wild to me that we're going to be getting multiple Spider-Men in one movie because it's so great. Like you said, because it is like Into the Spider-Verse, which was a massive success, um, the movie. And so I'm really excited to see that in live action. And I think it's only going to propel the Spider-Man franchise past anything we've seen before because in all of the previous iterations of the spider-man franchises always starts with like uncle ben dying and him getting bit and then we run a little with some villains and then it ends whereas this it's like we're going further than any other spider-man franchise has pushed the live action format of the character so i only think we're only going to go up from here and i think it's going to be a great example of what marvel can do in this next phase because now they're able to pull so much content from like the 20th century fox you know properties and if they continue i can't imagine sony won't want to work with marvel in the future because this is going to be so big so in theory, I would think we get to continue Spider-Man. Um, so I only think it's going to get bigger for Spider-Man specifically and then the MCU in general. So I guess my last question is, in terms of like multiverses, do we see this happening with anything like aside from Spider-Man? Like who would the next character or like set of characters be to maybe tackle that? I think our next big thing now that, you know, we have the multiverse and we've explored it, like... In theory, I would think we have to be getting Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool in the MCU somewhere. I know Ryan just said while he was promoting Free Guy that they're in the process of writing the next Deadpool movie and they're working really hand in hand with Kevin Feige and Marvel and he's working really hard to craft the next Deadpool. So I can only assume he'll be popping up in a bigger movie, not just a solo Deadpool movie. And then also kind of, we got a hint of it in WandaVision, but I would assume the X-Men are going to make an appearance again um, and we'll get them folded more into the MCU. All right. I love it. (laughs) I am ready so much. (laughs) All right. Well, Nora, thank you as always for joining us. Thanks so much, guys. That's it for today. Come back and join us tomorrow. And remember, Haley Williams should have had a writing credit on like 20 number one hits already. Be sure to subscribe to BuzzFeed Daily on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you go for your sound stories. And please take the time to leave us a rating and a review. It helps us figure out what you like about the show versus what you love about the show. And remember to come back for more of what you love about BuzzFeed, coming to you daily. Hey, Randy, what you doing? Oh, hey, Dave. I'm just making a list of things that make me feel really, really good. Wearing Bombas socks. Trust me, that's number one on my list. Bombas socks feel so good because we use the smartest design and best materials, making them the most comfortable socks ever. Plus, because socks are the number one most requested clothing item in homeless shelters, we donate a pair for every pair purchased, and that feels pretty good, too. To shop Bombas or learn more about how your purchase supports those experiencing homelessness, go to bombas.com slash comfy and get 20% off your first purchase. I'm Paris Hilton, and this is Trapped in Treatment. 
a weekly podcast of shocking survivor experiences and stories from an industry plagued by controversy. With my hosts, Caroline Cole and Rebecca Mellinger, we will uncover the truth of one teen treatment facility each season. First up, Provo Canyon School. This one is personal. Listen to Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Look through your children's eyes and you will discover the true magic of a forest. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council.